You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Pashera. And we have uh, one of my good buddies our, as our guest tonight, Gideon Klein. Hey, Gideon. Hello, everybody. Gideon is uh, my producing partner. Uh, we produce a show in Jersey City together that I'm always uh, plugging on this show that Alex did a couple months ago. Great show. And so Gideon brought a movie that was near and dear to my heart to talk about. So you, you forgot to mention I'm the the kosher in the kosher. Ravioli. Yeah, we are we are kosher ravioli productions, and some people might think that I'm just kosher ravioli myself. But I'm, but I'm kosher. Yeah, you're kosher. I'm just ravioli. But um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, this one of my favorite movies, uh, Thief. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. Which I don't know. I feel like this movie got lost in in the history of good movies because. Wow, I just finished watching it, and it is it's yes, fantastic. It's incredible. And I'm not talk, saying that lightly. This is a movie that a lot of people are not are going to have not seen, so we should definitely talk about it definitely in detail a little bit about what it is. It was about. not not Michael Mann's first movie. So what? I'm a huge Michael Mann fan, and I found this movie because I was already a Michael Mann fan. It was his first movie that he directed, okay. feature film. He had directed okay. a TV movie, um, but he was uh, he didn't create Miami Vice. But he kind of he took over for the original creator and kind of gave Miami Vice a lot of its aesthetic. But that was after Thief. No, that was oh, is that right? Yeah, yes, Miami that's Vice right. Was later, yeah, yeah definitely. So he this was eighty one. He was a yeah. TV producer. He was a TV guy. Um, did did go on to like make Miami Vice into this huge because phenomenon Miami that it was. Miami Vice has that stylish feel, the music and the Tangerine Dream was the yeah. soundtrack and the the camera angles, the like real. The slow motion yeah, explosions, the slow-mo stuff, mm-hmm. like the really stylized cops yeah, and robbers exactly, kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, which Michael Mann like went on to do a lot in a lot yeah. of other movies as well. So I looked at the the Wikipedia, the box office. So the budget was ten million. The box uh, office gross fifteen million. This so movie not a hit. for eighty one, not even close to a hit. Uh, that's yeah. a that's a disaster. In and 81. James Caan was a he was a big movie big star. movie star. He's fucking yeah. Godfather. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't and James, that long. Uh, James Belushi, he was yeah. a young kid. It was Belushi's first movie. It was Dennis Farina's first movie. Uh, who plays one of the one just, of the bad guys yeah, in it? Gets Doesn't have any lines. He yeah. just plays one of the bad guys. Um, Which guy was he? He's the guy at the at the with end the, with the AK, yeah, yeah, with the shoulder. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, and Michael. He's Mint. Also, in the uh, the scene where they. Uh, they wipe out Belushi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we're really starting at the ba- at the end and working our way backwards. So maybe <laughs> you want to talk, you want to talk a little bit end. about like the mo- the movie itself and like, what it. Well, what it's it is really about. like just one of the greatest heist movies I've ever seen. I, I would mean, say so. Like half the movie is just detail of heists, and it's not even the planning; it's the actual heist itself. The clipping the wires of the of the burglar the system, system. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the creating the drill i mean that drill they make for they build the drill for one for one job it, and, and it's it, it's a flamethrower basically <laughs> yeah, they, it's yeah yeah um I, it goes I, through what, what what how much steel it was like titanium and is there like there's no way you're getting through it he's like oh we'll, we'll build a drill we'll we'll, we'll get through yeah. it 
un- unreal. It's I, like, I, why don't you just crack the safe? He's like, no, we're going through it. We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna burn a hole and walk in. <laughs> That's what they did. It, it's a it's it's a good point that they 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 don't film the planning really, which is like the stereotypical heist drawstrings yeah. to this guy's gotta go here it's more about close-ups of the execution of, of the heist exactly. and um i thought that was interesting it it basically teaches you how to how to steal a bunch of money because yeah, yeah, like yeah. i feel like a lot of these tricks would work yeah and, <laughs> like especially the, the jewelry stores i don't know they just the seems... very first the very first scene it, it yeah, just right, puts right, right, you exactly. right in the middle of a, a, a heist i count it it's 10 minutes before the, any dialogue this has yeah. got to be yeah. one of the great like first movies for a director like it's so yeah. like self-assured it's so like well done like this guy yeah. like michael mann is like one of the geniuses of, it really is. Of movie it's making. so clean. There's yeah. no wasted anything. No wasted dialogue. No yep. wasted, and it and it starts off. It's just like, this is who I am. This is what I want out of life. I mean, it's so simple. Yeah. You know? No, it's I, I've become like I, said, I saw Heat um, in the theater, and Heat is what Heat and Karate Kid are my two favorite movies of all time, and I go back yeah. and forth. And so I knew Heat first, and so then I was like, "Well, who made this movie?" And then it's and then I realized that Heat and Last of the Mohicans were made by the same guy. And I was like, okay. "Oh, that's interesting. I love that movie too." And it's so different. So then when I had access to seeing other movies, I was like, "Oh, I want to see every movie that this guy made." And I had never heard of you know. I'm 39. You're a little bit yeah. older than me, so you remember this movie when it came out, or mm, I saw a little. Bit a little later? I think I watched it. Yeah, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I was a huge Miami Vice fan. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't call it a fan. When I was in college, we'd watch Miami Vice every Friday night. And what we would do is we'd get an eight ball and a keg. Jeez. And so we'd watch it. Like, that was how we would start the Friday night. When I, maybe not an eight ball, but it was blow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you had to, you know, you had to do blow while watching Miami Vice. But the problem is, you know, 10 minutes in, you're not really watching it anymore. It's just kind of in the background. Now. Right. But, yeah. but, it, it, but it sets the tone. For the night, but it was that music. That mm-hmm. music is so distinct, and just the the way he does the can't the way he sets up shots, the the slow mo, the 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 panning. You know, it's just so hyper stylized. Yeah, yeah. He, well, so it's Tangerine Dream did the whole soundtrack, and they were like a yeah. Were they, they were they German? That's Kraftwerk was German. I don't know if Tangerine Dream was German too. But they were like one of the early synth bands, yeah, yeah. like Euro synth, and yeah. literally the, the whole soundtrack. And he, like, I'm a huge Michael Mann nerd. He actually specifically the movie takes place in Chicago, and it's a very mm-hmm. Chicago movie. There's a lot of Chicago stuff in it. Yeah, and he goes, he didn't want to do like he thought about like doing Chicago blues, but then he's like, oh, then it would just be this like Chicago movie. And he's like, I wanted to have some kind of universality about it, and I wanted, yeah. I didn't want the music to just like hit you over the head, like, oh, this is a movie that about a Chicago guy who yeah, plays yeah. in Chicago. So he did something way out of left field and put this like, but pop, it's, like it's, really it's, synth music in in the score. It's gritty Chicago. It's not like oh yeah yeah. It's, it's not. You never see anything that's yeah. like they never go cra- like into detail about it. Really well, at that even. time too, like eight like the eighties, like Chicago was. I have cousins in Chicago, and they were like back when we were kids. Nobody wanted to live in Chicago. Like they, yeah, it was could, like it was like yeah. New York. It was like they got out of there as soon as they could get in there. It wasn't. You, you didn't it was gr- tough. It you didn't graduate tough, college. Isn't that kind of the and then the move into now? Chicago? No. Well, the North Side is like really nice and like restaurants. Right, right. Like my brother just yeah. moved out there, and I was just out there two weeks ago. Chicago was yeah, great. It, it reminded South me South Side of, is rough. Right. It reminded me like that first scene with the heist. You're like, where is this? It's everything's totally abandoned. It's like, where is everybody? Yeah. And it reminded me kind of like New York in that. Yeah, era. a little bit. Definitely. Like if you were down around the Bowery or something like that, you know, there'd be no people around. 
So you all. grew up in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. We've had so many guests. Yeah, you're like four out of 13, which is way too high a percentage. We've got to stop Manhattan. having you born really? in Manhattan. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I was probably born before them. So I, I think yeah, I saw. Most likely, yeah. I think yeah. I grew up in a much grittier Manhattan than Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. It was very gritty. Yeah. I think that's another reason I really like this movie is it's it's gritty. It's like it, it I is. love seventies movies the best, and this kind of has that. Even though it's eighty one, it still has that kind of seventies feel. Yeah. To it. So we, I mean, yeah. Gideon and I have been friends for a long time, and we, you know, we talked a lot of stuff. And like literally, we were walking the other day, and you just said like, "Oh, you know what one of my favorite movies is? Is Thief." I was like, "Son of a bitch! How is it that we've not ever talked?" It's like I was like, "It's one of my you favorite movies. We've that. never spoken about this movie." That's so one then of I was the like, "Few movies I own. Like, oh, I, own, I, mean, I mean, I don't have a DVD player anymore, but somewhere I have the DVD. So I own it exists somewhere. A lot of DVDs, but this is one of I, I own pretty much every Michael Mann film. This one, um, is, this one's up there. My favorite movie of all time is Network, but that that wouldn't go. Under I fucking this. love Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it too. We should do Network. Yeah, that's not really. That's not. It's for it's seventies and it's not really action. Well, this we branch out sometimes. Although this was action it's more of a thriller thief i would say so yeah, so yeah. It, it's I, like to me i i love hitman. it wasn't just like straight explosions the entire no. time i love hitman yeah. movies and i love thief yeah. movies and like, this, this like to me movies. like I, I yeah this I, is i really think i just saw widows which is really good but this this is just the ultimate heist movie thief is is i think it's the quintessential heist movie except it's not because nobody knows about it I really am confused about why so many people do it's, not know about this movie. Yeah, having seen it, it's the quintessential. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. But it's it not feels necessarily like people, known as. And it feels you like, know. you know, future heist movies probably yeah. copied a bunch of the tropes that yeah. are, you know, well, shown Heat, in this movie. Heat is a hugely popular movie, right? That's true. Yes, so Heat I think is. he. That, that's getting bigger and bigger all the time. Like when I saw yeah, it in the Heat's theater. It's getting bigger too. You're right. I'm actually listening to a podcast right now, and I actually wanted to plug this podcast. There's a podcast called One Heat Minute. And these two mm-hmm. guys, I think they're out of Australia, are literally doing every episode minute by minute in heat. So they start at minute one of the movie, mm-hmm. and they're going through the entire movie, oh, 170 wow. minutes. But they'll have <laughs> what like the fuck, they'll have dude. different that's guests a, on. That's a little much. It, it is, but it's like for someone like <laughs> me, it's like I literally, I literally thought I knew everything about heat, and now I'm still like finding yeah. out and learning. Oh yeah, for things. someone like you, that's fucking. <laughs> heaven. Oh, it's, I, I mean, that's what I would make. Like That's this podcast, Michael if I Mann could, nerd. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. To, just do a Michael Mann podcast. So I was listening to the like he like Michael Mann is so detail oriented and so dense that even his like voiceover commentary sometimes I can't listen to, yeah. and, and I love listening to commentaries about films because this is a guy who like literally like he knows the prison system. He knows like how the cops work. He, you know, like he, so, he, so what do you mean? So, so why does he, why is it so hard to listen? Cause to? he's, I mean, he's just like so dense Too much and detail. like, so like he's a little bit mo- like, um, well, you, I mean, you could kind of tell that in, in thief, like the detail behind things, they don't really talk about it, but just them, just them figuring out the fifth alarm. Yeah, so that is so detailed. I so Michael Mann is that. he's a Chicago he's a Chicago guy, and yeah, that's so yeah, where they do the that thing is yeah. he like so with Heat. I was watching some of the special features. Heat is based on a real. Um, so Michael Mann had a, a cop friend who was a consultant, and that guy was sort of like the Al Pacino character in real life, and he okay. chased down a guy who was named Neil McCauley, which is De Niro's name in the movie, and mm-hmm. they literally had an encounter where that like kind of plays out like a scene in the movie. So like Michael Mann literally takes from real life. So in thief, I know he, he did a lot of research. And one of the interesting things that he did in the movie is that Dennis Farina was a Chicago cop 
who's a consultant on the movie. Okay. Like Michael Manick basically gave him a, a movie career by okay. putting him in this movie. So he was consulting for the cops. So in the movie, the cops are pl- the real life cops. The cops are the bad guys. Are in playing this movie. the bad guys, yeah. and the cops in the movie are jewel thieves. So one of the, yeah. the, the lead cop who's like always giving uh, James Caan a hard time, that guy is like one of the great jewel thieves oh, of all time. Life. Oh, a real jewel thief. Like a real jewel wow. thief. And then he got rehabilitated and he became a consultant to the police. So rehabilitate. Oh, okay. In real life. Well, after, yeah. you know, after going to jail and like doing his time or whatever, he, be- he kind of got straightened out. But, right, um, right. So that's, why, that's, like, that's another thing too. That, that's why this movie feels real. so real. It feels like it's an instruction manual. Yeah. yeah, these are real. These are real thieves. You really, you really get that. Feeling. Yeah, people out there, if you want to learn, like, if you want to take a risk in life, and you want to, you know, learn how to rob a bank, or I would you know, imagine, maybe pull off a heist. I think, I think things are a little more computerized now. They are, no. they are, <laughs> and it's probably harder. But yeah. there's some basic stuff in this movie that you really could use yeah. as a template. I would say. Yeah, you could, and you can get the rest off the internet. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So, so I'm a I'm a Miami Vice fan, and I actually was going back and watching the movies. But your experience of Miami Vice is a lot different because I sit on my couch with my laptop and I yeah. watch Miami Vice on Hulu, and I get excited. Yeah, this was uh, this was in you were... real time when Miami Vice was in its heyday. That's so you know? interesting. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So wait, how old are you actually? Or do I'm you mind saying early fifties? Early fifties. Okay, so which no one would ever think that from looking at you. That no, you're... no, not yeah. at all. And you, yeah, you're essentially my. my what my dad would I'm, have yeah, been. I'm like your dad. And, and my dad. Well, you be your dad. Yeah, yeah. actually, I pretty am. close. You're yeah. my dad. Oh man. Sorry, I thought it was that dead guy. Um, all right, that's dark. <laughs> um, no, the my darker dad. Darker the funnier. Yeah, that's the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, he was he was a big Miami Vice guy. So I okay. and he was about your age. So I'm just okay. a, I'm trying to imagine what it would have been like because I've I've never seen the show. Of course, well, did you see the movie? No, Miami Vice. No, no. I've never seen I anything. Love, Miami love the movie. The movie's good. Movie's the movie good. did not get the the love it deserved. Yeah, it was not when great. Did it, come out? it was not a great movie, but if you were a Miami Vice fan, it was really fun I to watch. I think it came okay. out in 08. It was oh, recent. Yeah, recent. Yeah. It was okay. Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell. Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, I totally yeah. just like blanked that but from just, my memory. I mean, Don Johnson was the uh is it Don Johnson? Yeah. yeah he Carter. was like a hugest star back uh, back. I don't, I don't know if that went well for them the movie. Did it, did it do I well? I don't think it was a big No, Col- well, Colin a- Farrell ha- was really bad. Actually, had a bad drinking and drug problem at the time. Oh, and I think that kind of derailed. It, okay. He actually, Colin Farrell's like turned his life around completely. He's like yeah. completely clean. He's, so- in, um, he's in Widows. Oh, he's, really? He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He, yeah. he turns up in a lot of movies that I really love. He's a good actor. Yeah. He is good. But he, he was kind of, that was kind of like, from what I understand, like that's that, the making of that movie did not go well. Like okay. he was kind of a disaster, yeah. And yeah. so, but it's it's also like it's it's a flawed movie, but there's so much cool shit in that movie that I fucking yeah. I love that movie. But the the other thing I realized rewatching Thief is the dialogue is incredible. Oh there's yeah, two scenes: the scene in the diner, yeah, and then the scene the scene where they go in to adopt the baby. That's we were just saying, is yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's so incredible. we should well, we should talk about James Con and then we should talk about yeah. those scenes because I think talking about so James Con. He is Sonny Sonny motherfucking Corleone From The Godfather For those of you So I'm I'm the oldest of three brothers We're Sicilian So we would talk about Which Who who was which Corleone And I'm like Well I'm obviously Michael Because I'm like I'm the one in charge And my little brother goes He goes you're Sonny And I'm like Are you fucking kidding me Are you telling me I'm the hothead Like Sonny's the fucking hothead I'm the He goes Do you sound Do you think you're the hothead Or do you think you're the calm one But he's also In this movie Yeah you are the hothead In Thief he's both because yeah. he's really so calm calculating and reserved, and cold. 
But then as soon as someone pushes pushes his buttons, he just explodes. So I have like a really like personal connection. So there's there's a scene and this I love this scene. Like Tuesday Weld, who was a big actress for, she had been around for like the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. She plays like a basically a diner waitress that he yeah. falls in love with. Would you would you bang? Just real quick. Tuesday Weld? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. Smoking. She had like a weird, like wrinkly thing going on. Yeah, she was but a she little was bit, still hot. Yeah. She, but, but, what was, but that was her character. She was like, oh, do you think that up. was makeup? Well, no, no. She used she up. Was, she had no, some she, miles on her in the in the movie. No, she was like him. She came from a very <laughs> very did. rough yes. background. She yes. had been like she was with a drug dealer. She was with some guy who was pushing drugs. Yeah. She was in Colombia. So just to fill people, so Thief James Con. As a front, owns a bar and a and a used car dealership, but he's a master jewel thief, and he is he's, he's always on his own. He's got his crew. He gets approached by like the like a mob boss. Yeah, do work for me. He's like, no, I don't work. I work alone. And he goes, all right, do one job. He's like, all right, I'll do the one job, and that's it. Yeah. And it never works out that way. And that's pretty much the plot yeah. of the movie. But Tuesday, well, this is this um is a, like a diner waitress. He goes to this diner all the time, and he's like asks her out on a date. Kind of blows her off. She's pissed. So he takes her to like a basically a truck stop, right? It's like over the highway. Well, that, that scene when he meets her is incredible. It's a great he's scene. Like, she's like, you're two hours late. Get away from me. He's like, no, no, no. And he, and he grabs her and like pulls her out of the bar, throws her in the car. And very, she gets out of the car. She, he throws her back in the he car. Tells, he, he starts beating anybody yeah. up who's like. He, he punches like three her. guys in the face yeah. that are just in his way. And, and, yeah. and up until that point, he had been completely calm, except for when he went to go get his money. <laughs> he, oh, he yeah. walks in. Yeah. So I, I, was in, I was in acting school years ago, and I was, at that time I was crazier than I am now. And I, So we did this exercise, and the point of the exercise was to kind of figure out like what your the sort of emotional type was. Yeah, and so the, the teacher said, you know, one of you guys volunteer and like t- t- name a movie and name a scene from the movie that resonates with you. And so I raised my hand and I said, "There's this movie Thief." No one else in the these are a class of actors. Nobody knows. Nobody the movie. knows the movie. Yeah. And I said, "There's a scene in Thief. It's James Conn, Tuesday Weld, and they're in a diner, and he's basically tell like he tells her like, listen, your life sucks, my life sucks. Yes, let's just get married and have yeah. kids and like and, and and he doesn't like he's not like charming her and asking her out. He's literally like he doesn't know how to act like a normal human being. No, no. Yeah. He spent his entire childhood in jail. He's been out for a couple of years. He doesn't from, know from how to age twenty to yeah. age like thirty four. He doesn't know how to be a person. So like to, to but him, he, it, but it he makes- uh, he establishes. You see, that's why this movie is so clean. Clean is in terms of what his motivation, what his what he wants. He has that. He has this collage of the life he wants, and he says. I don't give a fuck. Like in prison, I had to learn how to not care about yeah. anything. It's, and this right. is all I want is this. And I want you, you fit. He even has a place for her. In that the was collab. weird. That's like, where he you, lost me. He's like, you fit here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the great scenes in the movies. It, James Conn considers the best, his best work. Yeah. And I think that's right. And I literally, I think I downloaded it off YouTube into an MP3 and I have it on my phone. The and whole I li- scene. Like I listen to it sometimes that, like yeah. to, for like. That insp- scene or the whole movie? In, that scene for like okay. inspiration. Like it's one of those things where it's like, it's so inspiring. His performance yeah. in that scene is so inspiring. And I, I remember being in the class talking about this scene and I realized like, oh, James Conn is not only is he a hothead, but like when things don't go his way, his way to deal with it is like just to fuck blow everything just up, blow it up. And just it's such a great like moment yeah. in this movie where he's like, things are not working out, so I'm gonna kill everybody <laughs> and blow everything. I'm up. gonna <laughs> blow everything up, and I'm like, 
now looking back like six years later like how much my life has changed or actually like 10 years later i'm like oh my god like that's what i identified with i identified with the guy who when things go wrong the solution is to fuck everything up i'm like i'm a little bit more calm now the other thing i'd forgotten about it is the dad figure is willie nelson yeah how great is willie nelson in that movie he's great and it took me a while to make sure that it was him (laughs) i wasn't sure yeah he's the father figure he's 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 yeah. And who is he in the movie? Because I must, I might have missed. He that. was the master jewel thief who taught James Con everything he knew. And I have a feeling they were in prison together, and yeah, and yeah but Willie they, Nelson kind of looked out for him. They sort prison. of imply that, but yeah. they really they, no, they never don't, they don't go into any mm-hmm. details. But you you get the feeling that he learned everything from mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, and that Willie Nelson kind of took uh, took care of, and him. he really obviously respected him. him, and wanted and then he did everything to get him out. Mm-hmm. That's another scene that's so incredible with the with the the hearing the parole hearing. Oh yeah, where they where they bribe the judge. Yeah. At first, you're like, why are they putting their hands on their face? Yeah, and yeah. then you realize they're putting numbers on their face. That's how much it's going to cost to get them out. That's fucking great. <laughs> and I and I love movies that don't over explain. This movie doesn't explain, doesn't anything. explain anything. You and have you, to be smart. To you figure feel this like stuff you're out. like you're. It's almost like a documentary. You feel like you're watching real people do real yeah. shit, and you're yeah. having to figure out how they live because they. That, again, that's what Michael Mann is great at. It's like he knows so much about what he, the world that he creates yeah. Yeah. that you kind of just have to get lost in that world. Well, that's a great. That's the greatest filmmakers, though, is they don't tell you anything. They just put you in the world. Yeah, I agree. They have, they have so much detail that they really immerse you in it. Yes. And you know, you know and about, that's why movies like that you can watch over and over again. They don't get boring because you're going to see new things every This time. movie may not be as well known, but it's certainly influenced a lot of other... Like Christopher yeah. Nolan, if yeah. you watch Christopher Absolutely. Nolan, he's a huge Michael Mann fan. Yeah. I mean, the opening bank robbery scene in The Dark Knight is basically an homage yeah, to Heat. Yeah, yeah. And Nolan will tell you, like he's a huge Michael yeah. Mann fan. And so I feel like any any hitman heist like yeah. lone lone I guy mean, I was movie. thinking of I was thinking of this movie Widows. Widows is a heist movie that just came out. It's Steve McQueen. This guy's a great director. You yeah. know, it's it's a really good movie, but I was like this is a heist. thief. This is the yeah. heist movie. Wait, wait, or know? like Drive with Ryan Gosling is a movie yeah, that I yeah, that I love. Another one. There's clearly an homage to Thief. Yeah, like people who are f- like film lovers. You think Drive was an homage to Thief or yeah. Heat? Oh, okay, or, or, thief. Or, or Michael Mann. It, it had a yeah, Michael Mann feel to the, it. The, gotcha, yeah, man. they used like the neon and the use yeah. of music. Yeah, like, Drive is great. Oh, I love Drive. Yeah. I fucking love Drive. Yeah, that definitely had a Michael Mann feel to it. Um, yeah, he just and he. he He's due to make another movie. He hasn't made a movie in a while. And I didn't like his last two movies I was going to say, what was his latest well, work? Coll- the last one I saw that I loved Black was Hat. Collateral. Collateral, well, Collateral is, is unfucking believable yeah. With Tom, you ever seen that movie with Tom Cruise? Oh, I've man. heard of it. Dude, but yeah, no. Tom Cruise, man, I'm not, the, Tom Cruise is the greatest villain, man. He is the, in fact, that's, that was the movie I said we should do. When you Wait a minute. Me, is that with Jamie Foxx? Yes, yeah, the gray yeah. hair? Oh, I have seen that. That is great. Jamie Foxx is the cab driver. And Tom Cruise is a great villain. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's something... That psycho could fucking act, There's something dark in Tom Cruise's heart. Something? There's a lot of shit dark. He doesn't care about his own children. Yeah. Such he's, a fucking psycho. He is a pure psycho. I love him. Though. I love him so much. I do like, kind of love. He's my favorite crazy. movie star. I love all. Like I love yeah. Color of Money. I love Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I 
there. I like, actually I think great. I actually think Tropic Thunder is one of the greatest performances in the history of movies. You know what's funny? <laughs> Tropic Thunder is, is so gonna go, incredible in that. He is great in that. He, I, he was nominated for an Oscar in that. Yeah, and I All think right, that that yeah. movie's going to go down as like a fucking racist uh, movie. Unfortunately, uh, nah, the way pa- that it gets a pass. It's that good. movie now it does. I'm Robert Downey Jr. is so beloved that it gets a pass. You'll, for now it is. Yeah, I mean, there's lines for in now that movie is. that have gone in are in the vernacular. Like, don't go full retard. Yeah, yeah sure. What don't do you go mean, full you retard. <laughs> what do you mean? It, you're you're not allowed to say retard though anymore. Well, Literally, uh, Tom Segura had it in his special, and uh, he was petitioned against. For, oh, really? Yeah. Well, he has a bit about how you can't say retarded anymore, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that bit because he said retarded. Because he said you can't say it anymore. So he's saying you can't it, say it, and the fact he said it while saying you can't say it. Like yeah. 400,000 si- wow. uh, signatures against him, and like you know they, wow. they ran a smear campaign. He's Th- fine, that's obviously. because those people are retards. They're literally, yeah, they're literally retards. retards. So, and I agree, but I, hold on. I just yeah. want to say something about Tropic Thunder, because I do think it's a great movie, but I also think we're going to look back on it. Not we, not me and you or, and you. But I do think in like 30 years, the way things are going socially, that movie is not acceptable like by the way, current day Like the way standards. we look at jazz singer now? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. Really it's, it's going to be like that. <laughs> but back, so, so that's... Yeah, back to it. Michael yeah. Mann's last movie was Black Hat with Christopher Hemsworth, which I did not oh, like all I that much. So what, a, a rumor I heard about Michael Mann, and it seems like this would be true. He's gay. No, he's not gay. Okay, okay. Uh, I was you always putting it in. I don't, <laughs> well, it was something... A well, rumor that I heard about Michael Mann is that he's losing his hearing... Oh, no. And he's kind of a tyrant on set, so he won't listen to anybody else. So if you look at his, no, <laughs> that's but, not a good comedy. But if you he's look, also got to be pretty old. Right? If you look at his last three movies, I think he's probably in his, he might be in his seventies. If you look at his last three movies, starting with Miami Vice, they're kind of hard to hear. Like right. a lot of the dialogue is hard to hear. Like a lot, of, a lot of I'm stuff. I'm like, what did they say? And mm. it makes perfect sense that he's literally deaf, so he can't tell. That you can't hear what the fuck is going on in his movies, and nobody will stand up to him and tell him like, "Hey, Michael, we got to fix this." You, you so don't think are, he has sound editors and shit? That, yeah, like, but he, they literally. But uh, from what I hear, he's such a tyrant that he's like, "No, oh no, do God. it." He's like, "Do it this way." I, I don't know if that's true so or not, what, but it makes sense. Right. So, what are his other great movies? Because he also did The Insider, which was a yeah. huge, huge movie. I, to is, me, Heat is my favorite of all time. Thief is right behind it. Uh, Last of the Mohicans is right up there too. Okay. Uh, but I love them. I love Manhunter, which was the original Hannibal Lecter movie. So there's, uh-huh. a, there's a lot of great stories with these yeah. movies too. So Man, yeah. Manhunter was the original Hannibal Lecter movie with Brian Cox as as Hannibal Lecter. He's oh, fucking yeah, fantastic. He's great, and yeah. William Peterson, who has a cameo in, in Thief, mm-hmm. in a, for a split second you see him in the background of a bar. He was a Chicago theater actor. Is is um, oh, you would notice that? Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. So he's. Are <laughs> you sure that was real? So he plays. Um, <laughs> he plays the the not Clarice like from Silence of the Lambs, but he plays another FBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Manhunter. If you've ever seen Red Dragon with Ed Norton, yeah, that's a remake of Manhunter. So okay. what the story mm-hmm. was that Michael Mann makes Manhunter. It's a huge flop. So Dino De Laurentiis, who's the big uh, uh, movie producer, him, yeah. who's kind of a prick. Whatever. He, Wait, how do you know that? I, that's just you hear rumors about him. Okay. He famously told, uh, like, he saw Meryl Streep on the set of a movie that he was doing. He goes, Can we get a pretty actress? What, yeah, he yeah. goes, she, Well, she oh, uses that as a. Yeah, like, who's, he's like, Who's this horseback? <laughs> it's a, it's a she, famous story. She, yeah, she uses that. Who is that? this she, fucking ugly she, broad? She, broad he's, huh? he's Italian too. Actually, he's like, no, Oh, you got this fucking ugly no, broad. It, it was King Kong. <laughs> she, she, was, she was auditioning for King Kong. Oh, and right. Jessica Lange got it. Well, Jessica Lange is one of the all time beauties. Yeah, but he told her, You're not pretty enough for this. Yeah, which, you know, it's probably true. Um, so, but, well, I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not a Meryl Streep fan. Well, 
I mean, but but in in <laughs> I was going to say it is true. Dream, King Kong is in his defense. That movie, yeah, that movie all she was was hot. She's like, supposed to be she, a yeah. hot girl. Yeah, that's she's really, not supposed know. to be a Yale trained actress. But like, to, oh, you don't. Okay. But you also don't say. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah, hot enough. Get rid of this ugly yeah. bitch. Who the fuck is this ugly broad on my movie set? So, oh. so because because Manhunter is a flop, Dino De Laurentiis sells the rights to the Hannibal Lecter movies. Uh, so then okay. years later, they make Silence of the Lambs. He has no piece of that, and he's like, "Motherfucker, they they made a fortune off this shit." So that's why they made Red Dragon as a remake oh, okay. with with um with Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter because okay. he's like, "Well, I got to make some money off of this somehow." So he literally owned the rights. To that story and just remade that movie. And basically. they like exactly. all went along with it. I guess, yeah. It's yeah, money making. It's, it's 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 about money. That's yeah. why. I mean, yeah. that it like Anthony Hopkins is supposed to be playing a younger version of Hannibal Lecter, and he's fucking so he's, old. He's in an that older movie. version he's of ancient, himself. They yeah. gave him. Prequel. He's got like the face of an eighty year old man, but they gave him a ponytail, and you're supposed to believe that he's like thirty five because he's got a ponytail. Like it's like, a lot of movies uh, do that shit. Well, it's also well, that's the problem. It's also uh, you guys watch Better Call Saul. I've seen a few episodes. Well, yeah. he's Gus. Is supposed to be earlier, and he's like twice as old, but he's yeah. right, to be young right. guys. But yeah, what are you that's a flaw in the pilot. But, but I wanted to get yeah. back to that one scene in Thief, especially since we were talking about unpolitically correct words. He's talking about because they uh, yeah. when they're adopting, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when he's adopting the kid, and he's what's he say? He was uh, we should set when, it up on a black. Yeah, he, they want they want a baby. She in in the diner scene. Tuesday Weld says, I can't have a baby because in right. his collage, there's a baby. And he's yeah. like, but I can't have kids. Like, we'll adopt. So they go into an adoption agency and they ask, you were, these 10 years, it says uh, San Quentin Penitentiary. What were you, were you a warden there? He's like, yeah. I was making shoes. I was doing laundry. They're like, I was doing time. She's like, well, I'm sorry. You can't have a baby. And he starts going nuts, and he's like, "Come on, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of kids here. We'll take uh, you got a black one. I'll take a black one. You got a chink. You got a chink kid. You got an old one. I'll take an old black <laughs> chink." <laughs> he also puts his ring on yeah. the table to bribe yeah. her. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Again, he like totally doesn't know how the the, yeah, the he world doesn't get works. That, that won't work. But and, but when they're kicking him out, that's when that scene is so powerful because he's like, "I grew up. I was raised by the state." I I was one of these kids, and you should give us. The, it's better to give him someone like us who really wants a kid than let him be of raised course. by the state. Well, that's yeah. what's so yeah. brilliant. One about the writing and also James Con's performance is yeah. like this woman. Her job is to like do paperwork and like place these kids in adoption. Yeah, and she's technically correct yeah. that yeah, you don't want to like give it, but. Yeah. James Kahn is also like, you're also like rooting for, like, you want James Kahn, yeah. the career criminal, to get a fucking kid. Like, you're but like you, rooting you for him. You learn so much about him in those two scenes. In the scene yeah. in the diner, when he basically tells what his experience was in prison and how he, the only way he could survive was to get to a point where he did not care about anything. And then in that adoption scene, you realize where that came from. Like how he even ended up in prison because he was raised by the state. He was a he was probably abandoned as a kid and yeah. never was yeah. probably in foster homes. And and it's funny because it's almost like a throwaway line. So Robert Prosky plays the the mob boss, yeah. and Leo. he's uh, Leo. Is he the pr- the the main? He's Leo. He's yeah. that, the that old guy. guy. Yeah, he's such well, he, a prick. But he's yes. so good. So he was a theater yeah. actor. Is also he's his so first, hateable. His yeah. first movie. Yeah. And basically, even he, your kid, I own your fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. He pitches, he pitches <sighs> James Con. Yeah, he pitches James Con like, let me, you know, do jobs for me. And James Con goes, I'll do one, maybe two, and that's it. And then he kind of 
because that's what this guy does. He like and then put, the other guy's like two maybe tree. Huh? Yeah, put, <laughs> they, that's literally what they yeah, do. He yeah. puts his hooks into you, and that's yeah. how he gets you. Yeah. So James Conn's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm. There's no way you're not gonna own me. I'm gonna fight." And Robert Prosky says, "He goes, you're dangerous. He goes, you don't care." about anything and that yeah. makes you dangerous yeah. and again it's almost like a throwaway line but that's literally yeah. what the movie's about it's yeah. about somebody who's really good at what they do but what they're really good at is being a, a sociopath yeah yeah completely and, fearless and with no human empathy whatsoever yeah. but he, again like i just i literally there's a scene the scene where they do the heist so they break into this building it's him and james belushi and the other guy who's i don't even think he has a name in the movie <laughs> oh yeah but, no, um, joseph Jo- he's yeah, the guy he sends oh, the yeah, wife away yeah. with it. Yeah. So the movie is a lot of it is no dialogue. It's just yeah. this this scene of this heist, and he's like got this flamethrower, and he cuts through. And so once that one- scene that when they after they get in, and James Belushi's getting all the diamonds, that scene where. James Conn takes the chair and just sits there. That's so brilliant. He's that's well. That's I was gonna say. That's one of my favorite shots in yeah. all of movies ever. Yeah. Like James Conn's job is to cut the hole, and then yeah. once the hole's in there, James Belushi goes in and get, grabs the diamonds. But the look, because the look on his face is, I'm done. He I'm he out. he's I'm finished. he's got like coveralls on. He yeah. sticks his hand in the coveralls, pulls out a cigarette, lights yeah. a cigarette, and you just see the face of a guy who's exhausted. Yeah, who's done something like bigger than he's ever done before. Yeah. And he's fucking pulled it off. Yeah. And James Conn is such a good actor. And now that he, he's he's going to he's going to live the life. He's going yeah, to he, he's going to do that. He's going to be able to create. He's going to live that life that he's wanted. And he there's and he again he doesn't sell it at all. No, no. it's like I think about this stuff all the time because when you, when you've watched movies as many times as I watch, then you start to notice the little details. Mm-hmm. So like the difference between a great actor and a not great actor, like. I don't think George Clooney is a good actor. So he was getting a lot of buzz. You don't from- like this this thing? So, I'm, I'm so Mike, my head. That's Michael a, Clayton was a movie that people were like, oh, maybe yeah. this will be the movie that he finally wins an Oscar for. So at the end of Michael, Michael Clayton, like he does whatever. just looking at his face. It's just scene, George yeah. Clooney's face, and everyone's like, oh, my God. You know, the, the movie ends where he's in the back of a cab, and he, he's just but riding. There's nothing going there's on in his face. There's nothing in the, his uh, face. The drama in that is the context. Yeah. And the fact that there's nothing going but on But there's nothing there. James Caan, yeah. in five seconds... Of you looking yeah. at his face, you know exactly who that guy is. You know everything yeah. about him, and everything seems right. There's not a false note. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you're and the dangerous thing when you're an actor that's that can be that over the top and that extreme, and like yeah. even with Sonny Corleone, like his job is just to fuck everything up. Yeah. And but it's not false. It's, it's so true. It's the, so real. But it's in the quiet moments where you show how great an actor you are. Actually, oh, dude, it's like in you know in Godfather when they were telling Al Pacino, you're. You're doing this so subtly. You, where's your acting? Like they knew this guy is this hothead, right? But it wasn't until that scene in the where they rub the guys out in the restaurant, yeah, where you see it in his face. Well, that's you know where it becomes the rage is there, but it's under. So, do you know the story about that scene? <coughs> Why that scene is important? Um, Besides being a great scene in the movie, you mean away from the movie? Like that the- scene sealed uh, Coppola and Pacino's fate. Yeah, yeah, they were going. They wanted to fire. They wanted so they to fire wanted to get Al rid of Coppola, and they f- yeah, and yeah. and Coppola, Coppola or Pacino. Were, well, Coppola had the heat on well, him the whole time. They were saying Pacino, he can't do it. He's not doing the role. He's what? What is they he wanted doing? Robert Redford. They yeah, didn't. They yeah. didn't like him to begin with. He was. He was I a, didn't know that. He, he was, was doing th- it so subtly. They were like, well, "Fucking!" And act, also, he was. Act, he was a theater actor. There's only a second movie. He wasn't a star. Which is very interesting because it seems like Pacino took that advice. 
way too seriously. And then went later over the top in his career, next Rawr, and went nuts. <laughs> well, he exactly. he started playing. I'm Al Pacino. Yeah, like that's like, really what he started doing. Like we and we know, man. Yeah. No, actually, I can't stand him anymore. He's it's terrible. So, but everyone but, says that. But yeah. that scene is so brilliant. Oh no, man. Godfather, yes. so brilliant. So he, so they. So Sorry, Cop- this is great. I didn't know. Any so of this. Coppola very geniusly was like, if they just. We got to do this scene, and if they see the dailies of this scene, then then Al will be safe. So they yeah. did that scene, and it's so fucking subtle and so well done. And then that yeah. they were like, "All right, Al Pacino is going to stay." Yeah. And that, Michael Corleone, I think, is the greatest movie performance of all time. So the yeah. fact that it was even in question that That's they weren't going to use yeah. Pacino is, but, is nuts. But it, it really comes out in that scene because the the look <laughs> in his eyes in that scene, it's, yeah. uh, it's like you've never seen anything like that. It's funny in because because Heat is like is mid. Al, way over the top Al Pacino but I like I love him in right, that but yeah, then it, yeah. after that it kind of went really downhill like he, he just he, was too he, much he got way too yeah. crazy yeah yeah and then it became fun to watch him in a funny sort of way though Hoo-ah! yeah well, I, I mean, saw him uh, I saw him do stinks. American Buffalo on, on stage when are you I fucking kidding me out. yeah are you kidding I in, me I was in high school and that's when I that's was insane I was, compl- gonna... I was I was I decided I wanted to be a playwright based on seeing that I was like I have never seen anything like it before yeah. And the thing is, later on, I studied that play, and I was like, "There's nothing here." Yeah, <laughs> like this is what was it like? You know, it's like so, it was all just energy and intensity, but there's really no. Writing. So I have that play in my bag right now. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm like going back and rereading it. Originally, Robert Duvall yeah. played that character Teach yeah, in American, yeah, Life, and apparently yeah. he and like he did it on Broadway, and apparently he was I'm amazing. Sure that was great. And too. then later they did the revival with Pacino, yeah, and I heard, I heard that Pacino saw, was. Yeah. I can't believe that you fucking saw that on Broadway. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. You're old, just, dude. I used That's to like everything. <laughs> not, not on Broadway. It was on. It was actually an off Broadway. Oh yeah, Peter, was, but funny. I was in. I was in high school. I was probably 13, 14 years old. That's nuts. You don't get to yeah. call people old, Peter. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm around. Well, no, I mean I am old, but the cool thing is I saw I saw cool stuff. There's like a, the seven, we're three generations here. To me, I just yeah. realized to me that. the seventies. To me, everything after seventy is like a waste of time. Like this. That's why. In Thief terms is, of plays or what are you everything, music, oh, movies, everything. <laughs> like this mind, movie dude. is so great, Thief, because it's like it's still it's eighty one. It's still like, it's like the you end still of the have 70s. that grittiness, you know. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm being facetious. There's, yeah, there's been some good over, movies. Come on, I'm being facetious and over the top. Yeah. but I really believe like the greatest creativity okay. of movies and music right. was in the seventies. That, well, that's they, plausible. My, that makes sense. Do you, have you ever you ever read uh, Raging? Was it Easy Riders and Raging Bulls? Um, it's a book no. about Hollywood of the 70s. Okay. So basically like Coppola, Scorsese, De Palma, yeah. all these guys. And they all hung out. They all knew Well, they, were, they went to school together. We were yeah. talking about it with Conan the Barbarian. So John Milius, who directed Conan the Barbarian, came up with those guys. He, They yeah. all, like Coppola was there when they were auditioning people for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, like Indiana Jones came out of an idea that George Lucas told the Spielberg. Like it all, it was just yeah. back and yeah. forth. But what the book is about is literally about how these young maverick guys all made amazing works of art that were successful. Yeah. Like Godfather, and that's the thing that's different now. Like Godfather was a huge hit. People yeah. were like waiting in line around the block to go yeah. see this movie, and it's a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. So, and they all they all did this. All these movies they made were masterpieces that were also yeah, hit, when, hit uh, movies. Taxi Driver came out. I yeah. And that was that was incredible. But what happened is, so they gave those guys all the keys to the kingdom and they yeah. all fucked it up. Like that's when you, when yeah. you're like the rebel and you got no money and you're young and you make something great, yeah, people yeah. give you a bunch of money and they start blowing smoke up your ass and then inevitably you fucking blow it. Scorsese blow it too? Yeah, Scorsese was laid out. Steps. Scorsese was like laid out. He had a huge Coke problem. Oh really? And he, uh, so 
De Niro brought him the idea for Raging Bull, okay. which they did in 1980. Basically, he, Scorsese was out of the business, was like in a, it was like hospitalized, and really? De Niro said, like, let's make this movie, and that was a way for Scorsese to kind of get out of that and, oh, and, wow. and basically put him, his life back together again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and, I, and like, I think and, Taxi Driver is his best movie. Oh, I love I love Taxi Driver. I, I mean, I love Raging Bull is so fucking funny. Like Pesci yeah. is so funny in that movie. Yeah, I love yeah. Pesci. Yeah, and, um, and Goodfellas is not. Oh bad. yeah, it's, it's not bad. Oh, amazing, not bad. Amazing, yeah. amazing. I, if we did another podcast, I would do a podcast just on Joe Pesci. Like I could literally do like casino? a mini Casino. Casino's well, great. You know who's the best guy in Casino is um, uh, oh, what's it the uh, the comedian. Kevin Pollack? No, no. Uh, uh, Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Oh, yeah. Don Rickles yeah, yeah, yeah. is my favorite guy in that. He's yeah. incredible. He's the, the host. He plays that schmoozy yeah, casino yeah. guy perfectly. He is good in that, yeah. Pesci's my favorite uh, across all the mob movies, I think. Yeah, he yeah. just cracks me up. He, I think he's funnier he's so in serious funny, movies than, than most people are in comedies. Like yes, He's so funny. Yes. Actually, Joe Pesci's by far best performances. Easy money, though. <laughs> Easy money. Oh, uh, yeah? Easy mo- well, I just... that Actually, Rodney Dangerfield's my favorite comedian of all time. So... Wow, him I, and him and George Carlin, but I think I just think Easy Money is one of the greatest movies I've ever. I seen. finally so we as were a, talking about a, this. I movie, haven't seen it as a comedy, just as a yeah. As I got it. It was a movie it. that you couldn't find, and then I think they yeah. just put it on Amazon Prime or something because we had yeah. talked about it. and I had never seen it. Yeah, and you just uh, thought Easy Money. You great, told me right? about it, so I watched it finally. And in the movie, Joe Pesci plays a plumber. He yeah. drives a van that has a, a like a faucet. Hanging yeah. over, it's like a fake. Is it faucet. a comedy? Yeah, it is oh, a comedy. Okay, all right. And and there's a like my favorite thing like 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 they're in a bar that they're they always hang out at and they're getting rowdy and the owner or like somebody doesn't know who they are and he comes over and is giving them a hard time and he and he says to Joe Pesci. Who are you? And he goes, Who am I? I put the bathrooms in here. That's <laughs> like one of my yeah. favorite fucking yeah, lines yeah, ever. Yeah, He's but the, the best, but dude. the best scene is at the at the the track. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> the oh, track. Or, well, just to, just real quick, the plot of this movie is: Brian Dangerfield has to quit drinking, gambling, and doing drugs for like a month or something to, to get, get the money, get an inheritance, get yeah. an inheritance. So and all his all, all his friends are right, the deadbeats that he's always and hung all out they with. All they do is gamble and party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, I rec- Again, a movie. I, I got to watch it. No, yeah. A movie that great. would only be making the 80s. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, that was right. I don't know how, much, how true this is, but I think James Caan also kind of, he disappeared for a little while, too. And the, he apparently, I think, had a drink, drinking or drug problem, too. So his he 80s. This was like. This is like peak James Caan, but he also kind of disappeared for a while after this movie. Well, he did He did The Gambler. Yeah, in the seventies. Uh, that was earlier. It's a movie uh, that I cannot rewatch. It's a hard movie to watch. I, I, I love that movie. He's well, they, he's amazing in it, well, but I cannot re, rewatch that re, movie. They remade it with Mark Wahlberg, and it was just awful. Oh, God, it was I can't absolutely even, awful. No interest in seeing that at all. But uh, James Caan was uh, he was the greatest action star of that. Oh, you know what? I thought of while watching this Rollerball. You remember yeah, that movie? I never saw that, oh, but I that know of it. It's incredible, man. Oh, really? Oh, god! You guys got to do. We got to do. We got to do seventies movies. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> Rollerball of seventies, right? Yeah, you've yeah. never seen the original Rollerball movie. I know of it. Never but I just even never, heard of never it. Seen it. It is incredible, man. You, you probably saw the remake with uh, LL Cool J, right? Or no? Nope. I didn't see that either. 
There's only so many hours in the day, man. Yeah. I can't see. Yeah, I can't see them all. Wow, see? this is the first time you've been defeated on the podcast. See? No, I'm not defeated. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you see the original rollerball. The original. I know it's on. Classic. I know it exists. I know. I it's, know about it. But it's just the reason I'm bringing it up is it's just classic James Conn. It's like this is when he was just on his game. Yeah. and ruling Hollywood. So he he so. I don't I think he was a drug and drinking thing, but he you know. Said that he was kind of out of the movie business for a while. He like he like coached his son's like little league team for a while, and then in like the nineties and two thousands, he started popping well, he came up again. Back with that TV show, Las Vegas. Yeah, he's great in that. He's an yeah. elf, and now he's just like around, and he's just like yeah. one of those like for those guys that were like I love seeing these like older guys like in these like smaller roles where they're just yeah. being like he's in he's in um, Wes Anderson's first movie, Bottle Rocket. He plays oh, the bad guy in Bottle Rock. And again, it's like for Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson to be like complete unknowns, new yeah. guys, and to get James Caan to play the heavy in your movie, is fu- well, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, they must have been fucking stoked when he saw oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, back to Thief, the, uh, in the end, I'm, I'm always thinking like, why did he... Why did he have to say to her like? Yes, you, I said this to Peter. But I think no, I, no, no, say I understand it. it say because, it. Hold, hold on, before we say it, uh, we have to explain what happened. Oh, oh yeah. He tells his wife, you know, the the girl he meets in the yeah, diner yeah. that we spoke about. He he basically tells her that uh, her so and the kid out. have to go. Get out. Go. Because <laughs> the mob boss is basically threatening him, and and it makes sense why he would do that until he kills everyone so yeah, so the I, problem solved right but i but think he blows up his house he blows up the the fronts but i think see my um the romantic in me is saying he's gonna go back and find her but and the reason he did that was because he thought he was probably gonna die oh. and that he had to just in he, case he didn't want he, her, had, he yeah he wanted to like you know what i, I was about so. to argue with you but i think you're yeah. right I think you're yeah, right, but now, again, but yeah. I think that like that's the James Con character. It's like yeah, it's yeah. scorched earth, exactly. And it's the same thing, exactly. like in the the reason he gets killed in The Godfather, and it's funny that you like. Yeah. By the way, in The Godfather, fucking yeah. James Con gets killed. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I walked into a, a a dorm lounge in freshman year of college, and they were watching The Godfather. I was like, oh, did they kill Sonny yet? And everyone was like, oh, come on. I'm like, you guys haven't seen The Godfather it's, it's, yet? It's your yeah. fucking college. Years <laughs> yeah. later, I ran into some guys, and they were like, oh, what you know, what's what's this guy Peter like? Uh, he ruins movies. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But like James Conn yeah. what he does. The reason he gets killed in The Godfather is because he's such a hothead yeah. that he can't fucking get out of his own way. So he, what he does is he destroys. Yeah, and he, but, that's, when, but that's the thing in this is you don't know. When he's walking down the street at the end, maybe he goes back to her, but maybe he's scorched it so much that it's like there's no, that there's nothing even left. What do you yeah. think, Peter? Inside, you know? I... I like to be. I like happy endings sometimes. Yeah, I really so like, I like to think, to think he that he could her. do it. But he, he is, gave her. He gave her four hundred grand. Yeah, <laughs> he gave her four hundred grand, and yeah. he and he he did set her up with like a guy. What was yeah, the guy's that name? Was Joe, jo, 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 Joey, Joey, Joseph. Yeah, yeah and he, you and give him twenty thousand for the first, first month, yeah. and she's like, no, no, James. Second yeah, but month, you knew you give her. He's talking over third month. You give her. James, I love you. He's like, he's like, get out, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's so cool. I, like, but that's but the scene where where Leo says, you know, I own you. You so you know that he's gonna have to kill him. Yes, right? it's either. But what you don't realize is why does he have to blow up his house? Why does yeah. he have to blow up the bar? Why well, does he have to burn down the parking lot? It yeah. is kind of like 
I I got it when he blew up the house. I was like, oh, he's gonna just because he bought him the house. Okay, that's why the mom yeah. bought. He was oh, hanging it that, over his head. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I own your life. I bought you the house. I, yeah. I, gave, I, you I gave you your kid. Yeah. But then he had to blow up the bar and the the car lot too. I, I guess. well, yeah. I I guess he was just trying to. Yeah. I thought when he was doing that before he went and killed. Um, the the what's the guy's name again? The, Robert Prosky. Leo is the name of the Leo. Character. Before he goes and kills him, I was like, oh, he's gonna run out. He's just gonna leave. He's gonna blow up his business. He's gonna blow yeah, up yeah. his house, and he's gonna change his name, and he's gonna move to Cuba or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought. Yeah. But then he goes and kills him. He had to kill. So him. it's yeah, so yeah. that was even more of a twist. It was yeah. like first they imply something, they don't tell you how. You know what? They, it's it's a lot like it's really heat. Great. It's a lot like heat. Like Robert De Niro. Could leave and be happily ever after, but no, he's got to kill well, that guy. He's so, got to stop and kill that guy, and that's so in heat. Like he and I was just listening to the, on the podcast one minute heat. They were talking about this. Like De Niro's discipline in the movie Heat is that he has no attachments, and he's yeah. like literally the movie is called Heat because he tells he tells everybody that he learned that you if you feel the heat coming around the corner, you got to be able to drop everything and yeah. walk away. And that's exactly what he says And De Niro gets killed because yeah. he doesn't listen to his own advice yeah. and he gets attached to a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And James Caan is sort of a prototype for that character who he's lived his whole life alone yeah. and now all of a sudden he's got a house, he's got a wife, he's got a kid, he's got, re- he's got a reason to live and yeah. he's got to get... Re- that's what it is. You yeah. know what it is? So this is going to get real heady. So he has to become... He has to become like the archetypical, like himself. Like he has to become like his dark, his dark self. What is the yeah. Jungian thing? The, the, uh, the shadow. So this is what it is. All right, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Carl Young. Carl Young. Just to, so he has to become his shadow, and his shadow, shadow has self. no attachments. Well, it's, and his, it's so it's, he has to remove everything that makes him a human being, so that he can yeah. be his. The, the but psycho that's what that, he does. The in killing prison. machine. He, t- he he tells the story in the diner to her. He yeah. tells her the story. That's that's how why he survived I survived in prison. Yeah, is he? He was like, they're gonna take me and they're gonna gangbang me. You know? And yeah, it was I, really uh, brutal. You know? And I beat the fuck out of all of them. You know? And then he was like, and then I walked out into the yard and I I thought they were all gonna they were gonna beat the shit out of me. He's like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He's like, you know why? Because I didn't care anymore. Because he I, goes, like, he goes, I reach that mental attitude, which yeah. is a great Chicago accent. Yeah. And that's, again, like I love like accents. Attitude. And he goes, yeah. I reach that mental, mental attitude, attitude, which is uh, as from who yeah. lived in Chicago for a while. I love that Chicago like yeah. Southside yeah. like like blue collar white guy accent. And yeah, James Conn yeah. in that scene is like, and that's that really yeah. is, and that's that's how he knows. He's like, um, and that's what he's doing to her when he tells her to leave because it's like he knows he's got to get back. That it's almost like not care, do. fuck everything. Yeah. It's he's almost like it. a western where like they're like, all right, we have to leave the village, we have to go into the woods because what we're gonna do now is we're gonna kill all the bad guys and we can't yeah. be around our wives, we can't be around, we can't be around yeah. civilization because civilization right. represents. Yeah. Peace and the opposite and, of the shadow yeah. self. Yeah, yeah. that's dude, why this, the end of this movie. Dude, this is, is, I feel like tingly just th- just talking <laughs> yeah. about it. This like came to me like like Will Ferrell and fucking <laughs> yeah. in like old school when he said the debate. Like these yeah. like the shit just like came to me from this. That's why this movie. That's You're why right. the end of this movie is so great because if he does go back to her, then it's like oh that's well he wins. Kinda. I mean he, maybe he does, but maybe he doesn't. Like the fact that he had to to do that he had to shed everything blow everything up yeah, maybe, not give a fuck and walk away now maybe he goes there maybe he doesn't starts but over if again you know which shows one another he does, broad his collage <laughs> if, if you know which way he goes it kind of take it would take something away from him. what true. i what i yeah. want to believe that he does is he hides out for a long time and then he makes an appearance in elf 
and he comes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then every Christmas he's you know we get to see him one more time. Yeah. I, li- I like movies that don't neatly wrap it up. I, oh I, yeah, I, it's so much better. Have you so uh, I'm a huge Coen brother guy. The new Coen brother movie is on um, it's on Netflix. It's called oh, The Ballad oh, of Buster Scruggs. It's actually it's six different stories that are not related. Did you stream it? They're good. I've watched it a few times. I've watched it three times since last Monday, all, and I'm gonna watch all it. six of them. I'm gonna watch it again. Really? And what I love about the Coens oh, is. Crazy. The, you, I, don't, I don't love all their movies. I don't some love all. I don't, I don't, slow movie I don't love any of, of the George Blood, Clooney ones. Blood Simple, I can't watch. Are you? Ki- oh my god! Blood Simple is fucking amazing. I'm, I'm, for some reason, it just doesn't make sense. Go back and watch it, it again. Doesn't make so, sense. So this is the thing with the, the Coens. To is, me, Fargo is one of the greatest movies oh, ever made. Yeah, Fargo is un, incredible. I think No Country for Old Men is the best movie That's of the last one. twenty yeah. years. I love easily, that movie too. I love. And Lebowski is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Coen Brothers. I every time I watch one of their movies, I don't like it the first time, but then it starts okay. itching in my head yeah. a little bit, and I have to go back. And then the more I watch it, the yeah, more yeah. I get out of it. Raising and, Arizona is oh, cool. oh, one what of my about Barton favorite. Fink? That one I was a little. Bit, I love it. I love it. You got to go go back and watch it again. Go yeah. back and watch it again. Okay. But like this movie too, it's like it's a movie where on its surface it's so simple. It's there's not a lot going on, but then it's a movie that stays with you, and you can't help it. Like, yeah. but think like I I think about this movie. I literally have the fucking clip on my phone, and I listen to James Con talk about being in prison. <laughs> like, yeah, to no, Tuesday. Well, yeah, it, it, it's really powerful. Also, the the scene the scene with Willie Nelson is yeah. really powerful. really powerful. We should, yeah. I I also like something that's near and dear to my heart, um, and something you don't see anymore: actors with body hair on camera. James Con yeah. is one of the great back hair actors yeah. of all time. There's a scene where he's got no shirt on <laughs> and no vanity. Beach. Like yeah. they could have done some camera angle shit. But back, you can clearly see that he's got shoulder and back hair. You also got to realize in the '70s that there was nothing wrong with that. It was like, it was a different world. You so know? I'm big, big hairy bushes that was all. Was I'm, all. I'm I'm bald, <laughs> but it's like from the neck down. It's like I'm, I'm wearing like uh like hair long johns. You got a hair. So suit. I I definitely. <laughs> Him and uh, Albert Brooks is another guy who yeah, yeah. very famous, like very hairy guy. So I'm like, it always, I always appreciate Do you that. Have back of the neck hair. It starts That's the worst. It starts completely <laughs> around my neck and just goes straight down to my it's feet. The sweater, yeah. and it ends at my feet as if they were like it's the end of the long so you're johns. Kind of like a bald gorilla, <laughs> yeah. basically. I have um, when, when guys, gorilla, when guys talk about trimming their pubes, I'm like, I could trim my pubes, but then what about all of the other hair that wouldn't do me any good? Yeah, you'd look like a, you just have like a fucking triangular white. Pad <laughs> yeah, pouch. it would be. It would be. Yeah, it would be like I had a bald. Like a, I had like alopecia of the balls <laughs> surrounded my body. Just whack, just give you hey, a full swear, body Brazilian, no, no full way. body Brazilian. No, no, fuck not God. into it. I, I lucked out. My brother and my dad had all the Italian back hair and everything, but I only have chest hair and like. Is your mom Italian too? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. First generation of my mom. I have a little back hair, and I had a girlfriend once. Who was like, you should wax your back. I was like, mm-hmm. you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Take me as I am. So how do we wrap this up? We. <sighs> If you we, we had it. No, we had. I feel like we had it, and then we lost. It if you a haven't bit. sorry. Seen, well, I mean, to listeners, if you haven't seen Thief, if you, oh, you, you have to it, see this movie. See this is a great, great all timer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really I'm is. so happy I watched it. it this really is, is this is the kind of movie that made me want to have a podcast where I talk about movies. And it's rewatching it. I I always knew I loved it, and I was like, man, this is even better. Yeah, than Gideon I came in here saying, man, that movie is good. It's and even, it's like, it was one I of my all time favorite yeah, movies. Yeah. But it's rare, usually when you think that you see a movie and you're like, I've seen it so many. I times. I know everything right? about it. Yeah, you know. But this was like, man, I guess I haven't seen it in a long time. But I I really forgot 
how good it was like what we're talking about with these themes how these mm-hmm. characters are developed and how the how the heists are i might even like it better than uh, heat i mean i do i go back and forth with it like know? i like it better than heat, heat heat has like more like a like it's got so much more in it well you know? he's got more in it but it's also like i, I remember like the time i saw it in my life and like yeah, what yeah. it meant to me that like that's why and the karate kid too it's like it's more of a sentimental yeah, thing yeah. for me but like right. thief i think is a masterpiece i just like i love the simplicity of it there's just there's so much to it but there's so little said and there's and the action. I, that's is my so favorite clear. part is how little yeah. is said and how if you're a real dummy, I guess don't watch this movie because you're not going to pick gonna up miss on. A lot. You yeah, can watch you it need, with the sound off. If you need to be, yeah. If you need to be spoon fed details, it's it's not yeah. the movie for you. <laughs> but but I love the opposite of that, and I think a lot of movies yeah. uh, uh, these days spoon feed. They'll they'll uh, always explain it. I do get. I do have to. Put a plug in for this Widow's movie because it's it. not it's not getting much love at the box office and it's really good. What movie? It's, Widow? it's called Widows. Widows. Okay. It's a it's, well, our podcast audience will. <laughs> it's a, I've, every review I've read about it mentions heat and because like, yeah. it also takes place in Chicago. Well, because right? It's Chicago. It's a really good heist movie. It's really good. It's it's a woman. It's, out it's now? a woman. Woman. It's, in the it's, theater, it's like yet. a Me Too. Movie, you know, like like the women, the women do the heist. The women do the heist. But (laughs) it's a funny way to put it. But the reason it's such a good movie is it's not. It's a heist movie, but it has it really deals with issues of race Mm. and culture Mm -hmm. and classism and politics. So basically, every woman who Louis C.K. masturbated in front of decided to get together and and carry out a a, but it's it's a jewel heist. But it's really so much more than that, and you know. In Get Out, guys, it's more. It's more than all the I women. Would, who, I would hope so. It's more than just a woman empowerment movie because yeah. it's really it has a lot to do with race and and politics. Oh, okay, good. But yeah. you got you, what's the name of the actor who was in Get Out? Oh, uh, uh, Daniel and an African last name. Yeah, yeah. That, that he, guy. That guy he is plays. Fr- he's, a, from, he's great. He yeah. plays a bad guy in this, and he's. It's one of the scariest performances. I've heard I've that. Seen. I've he, actually he heard really. that. He's terrifying. Yeah. He's, he's terrifying. Really good. He, he yeah. was also in Black Mirror. The, the was second it? episode that they yeah, ever he's yeah, in, uh, yeah. that's, and that's one of my favorite episodes. He's show. in Sicario, that which is they're they're the, that's uh, a, a, a the energy fifty guys. million merits. Yep, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're on the bike. They're just yep. creating electricity. Yes, <laughs> the, yeah, uh, they live in a dystopian yeah, yeah. future. If you haven't seen that episode, oh my Not, god, fifty million merits. It's another plug for yeah, an episode. Have you seen? You watch Black Mirror? Do you like? Black I've saw a couple of the early, like the original BBC ones, and I haven't seen it since. Oh, it's fantastic! They're so dark. They're I love the and I love the BBC ones. Those are my favorites. Yeah. It's so, uh, oh, well, yeah, we, you could do a whole podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We shouldn't even start talking I mean, about we, that. We've definitely, we've definitely made it clear that everyone should go fucking see Thief, yeah, yeah. for God's sakes. Yeah, and the reason I'm bringing up Widows is just because it is a good heist movie. It's okay. kind of, you know, I think Thief has set the thief has set the standard, like set the bar right. for heist movies. And Widows is, you know, it, it achieves our... It's an excellent heist movie, but it's also there's so much more to it, and people need to people I'll see need it. to see it. Yeah, no, I'm, that I'm guy's a sold. great director. Steve McQueen is a great director. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think that's a. I think we fucking did it. I think yeah, we, we did, did the it. thing. What, uh, Gideon? Do you have anything you want to plug? Aside from your guys' show, which next one? Well, is January tenth. January tenth. Day after my birthday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of yeah. January babies. A lot of um, I have a lot, a of, lot of people. Capri a lot of people quit things in January. Yeah, yeah. Like they get gym memberships. They quit drinking. They quit drugs. They, oh, you know. okay, good. And quits. then they're back. Yeah. And then they're back to it in February. But, so. Yeah, end of January. Yeah. <laughs> what you know, I, lo- I love my uh, Alex. What's going on? With you? I feel like you're doing podcasts and moving and shaking. Well, I am. I have. Um, 
I have uh, another podcast I do with um, my friend Lil Young Big. It's a hip hop podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're working on an album. Actually, I was in the studio today, so that's you, coming out soon. You a rapper? No, Lil Young Big is the rapper. Um, oh. Me and him co-host the podcast. Uh, we just had Corinne Fisher from Guys We Fucked On. It was a good oh, okay. episode. Um, that's called What's Good With You with Lil mm-hmm. Young Big. We got this one. And uh, I'm also on the Weekend Sex podcast with um, a couple of buddies of mine. Sure, um, you're podding. I'm, yeah. I'm podcast boy. Yeah, that's I what I do. Him. I poached him from all the other podcasts. Yeah, we're we're this is this is the this is like my baby. This is the one I care the most about. I would say. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I was worried that you were going to say one of the other podcasts is the one you care about the most. Yeah, then <laughs> um, I would have had to witness a real meltdown. Well, yeah. one of them does better, but you know, whatever. Nah, we're we're, st- <laughs> we're still literally a baby. As yeah, a we are, and we're doing pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be at the Moth Grand Slam December 10th. Oh, that's so exciting. Uh, I got to come. Right the Music Hall of Williamsburg, which I'm super excited. I think it's like 500, 600 person venue. Have you worked stories. on... Uh, I started to think about the story that I'm going to... I have about uh, 10 days. What's the topic? Uh, lost and found. So the topics are always like kind of open, yeah, open-ended yeah. so that you can kind of pick yeah, whatever yeah. story you want to do. But um, yeah, I haven't... I, I won... The way it works is that you whoever wins the a night of 10 storytellers you get to go to a, a grand yeah. slam which this is but it's been eight months since i did it so like i've been oh, like okay. waiting i kind of called a couple times i'm like i'm sure did i miss an email they're like no 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 just you know sometimes yeah. it takes a while we're backed up and then all of a sudden they're like oh by the way you're doing this in two weeks and i'm like fuck i'm not ready for this do you think do you think that they would time. remember your story could you sort of i don't want to retell do, the, it's a, the it was a great work. story but i'm not gonna I, I wouldn't feel good about myself <laughs> know, if i did that yeah. but um so I'm thinking about that, but I'm excited. I think it's it's so it's totally different than stand up. And um, so come out yeah. to that, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, it, I don't even, listen. I think it might even be sold out already. Like I don't. It's really? the moth is so not something bragging. that I got to sell. On. Then you're not even plugging. I when I did it at the Bell House, like they do it once a week, and it literally there's people sitting on the floor. There's like uh, 400 people in there watching people yeah. tell stories. I went to once. I went to their like their gala. I oh think yeah, they yeah. Do one, it's at Cooper. Cooper I haven't Ridge, been, right? but I know about it. Yeah, yeah. And there was like Molly Ringwald and people like that. Were it's were a big thing. Stories. A lot of yeah. famous people have done the. Yeah, moth I mean, too. there's people on the moth board and stuff that are you know it's 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 a big deal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my first one ever on the fourth. Nice. But the thing is, if you if you prepare a story and then you don't get picked, like what what do you do? You, you go tell the story. Off, to, you, go you, home. You, you go find someone on the street you to re- tell the story. To you sure. rework the story and go back the next time and hope. I went. I had the same story that three different times that I tried to tell, and I finally, on the third time, I was okay, able to tell the but, story. So, but but the topics always different. You just yeah, but the topics just, are open ended enough that you can kind of re- okay. rework stories. I literally like they only call ten people, but only sometimes only twenty people put their name in the hat. Okay. So you like literally get so a fifty fifty chance of. All right. But, um, but I can't. I mean, I can't even stand sitting in open mics that are that are lottery. But this, it's and you different. have to wait. You know, like this is you, different. It's a okay. it's a good experience. Yeah. But no, um, no, I'm psyched to do it. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just so I can be such a narcissist. You know that. Uh, oh yeah, I don't want to listen to because every time. You, well, I mean, I'm going to enjoy the other people, but it's like every time they put the hand in, it's like you just want your name. Like that's yeah. all you care about. And I don't like being reminded about what a narcissist I am. That that that's my problem. You just want to get up in front of a room of people and have them listen to you. And then get it over with, and yeah. then I can focus on other people. You See, know? narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also going to be in Elmsford um, doing Jersey? at the Brick Wall Comedy Club, El- Elmsford, New York, Westchester, okay. um, which is close to where I grew up. Um, it's called Brick Wall Comedy Club. 
Carmine's Brickwall Comedy Club. Ten dollars. Nice. So I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, December. Sorry. December. Do, 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 sorry. Fifteenth. And also January 19th. Nice. Those are both Saturdays. All right, everybody. Go watch Thief. This has been another episode of Kill You Last. And come to Jersey City on uh, January 10th. Bye. Mwah.